Welcome to Live with Domery. Today's guest is Chris Dunbar. He is an athlete and a multiple sclerosis warrior, my brother, and a professional bodybuilder. Stay tuned to listen to his amazing story on how he has overcome multiple sclerosis. Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so excited that I am able to interview you today. It's such an honor. And let me just say up front, thank you so much for protecting our country for over 22 years of your life. I am extremely honored with you giving that part of your life to protect us and keep us safe. So Chris, can you tell our viewers what part of the military were you in? Oh, okay, I was in the Navy. In the Navy. I was in the Navy, I was in the Navy, like you said, for 22 years, I was, a warrant officer. I finished as a warrant officer, CW three in the Navy, and um, I, I can't say it was the. I, I can absolutely say that it was the best decision that I ever, one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. Because after college, you know, I used to play. I play uh, college football, mm -hmm. and I injured injuries prevented me from, you know, propell, propelling my college career. You know, going farther with football because I played football in college. I went to LSU, you know, go Tigers, and. Um, and, and, and so that, that that was in. So then I was at a point that I was like, okay, what's next for me? What's next? Yeah. What I'm gonna do with my life? Because I thought I was literally put here on this earth to play football. I literally thought that's the reason why God put me in. Okay. Well, you got so to play football. So then that yeah. brought you to being in the army. Navy. 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 Sorry. Oh, I'm gonna get in trouble for that one. Navy. So um. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what Navy life was like, so the viewers know your background before we get into talking about what happened and what how I found you. Okay, uh, well, um, Navy was it was it was different. It was totally different um, from you know I, I've never I've never been anywhere outside of. Uh, you know my radius. You know Mississippi, mm -hmm. Louisiana. I've never been nowhere. Okay. I only knew, you know. So, so I was very, you know, close-minded. I'm gonna say that. So, but once I joined the Navy, now you get to see, you know, I, I went to boot camp in uh, Great Lakes, Illinois, up there, in, uh, you know, by Chicago area. So I went to boot camp up there in Great Lakes, and, okay. and uh, then I see all these different cultures of people. There was so many. That's the first time I ever, I ever met a, a Filipino person. Wow. I never, 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 I didn't even know what a Filipino was. I thought it was like, what, what, what are you? You know, I thought he was, you know, I, I seen, I knew it was Asian, but I was like, oh, <laughs> what? Then, so then, you know, then I started, you know, talking to him and, and trying to learn the language and stuff like that. So I was in boot camp. I really got educated in boot camp about people, period. So it was, it was definitely, uh, so boot camp was, was, um, was great, you know, then I finished boot camp and I went to uh, a school in, in uh, Meridian, Mississippi. So I was able to come back closer to home. So it was okay. great. So, That's yeah, great. I was in the part of the military that was, uh, that was very, it was, it was, it was, it was so old. It's so, because my uniforms that we wore back then is totally different from the uniforms that we wear now. Okay. I used to wear dungarees. That's how long I was. That's how long ago it been for me. I used to wear dungarees, the bell bottoms, with the bell bottoms. At the bottom oh my like goodness! That. that was yeah. I wore I wore those uniforms. Oh, you gotta post that's one of those photos on your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went through some transitions. I, I definitely yeah. We used to have the big bell bottom bottoms, and oh, it was it was it was something else. You was, look. I'm sure you looked cool. very sharp. In your uniform. Yeah, I was okay. I was so, okay. I used to, you know, too proud of it. Great. So, 22 yes. years is a really long time to be in the yes. military. Yes. Right. It was. It was nothing else. Once I joined, you know, I was. You know, I went in in the part where they gave bonuses. So I, I got a. I was able to get a, a bonus when I went in. So I got. I got 10 grand to go into the military back then. Wow. And that. So back then they gave you half up front. They give you half up front, and then they pay the rest to increments, right? Uh -huh. So I, I, I went in with five grand, 
So here I am. I was a poor kid from Louisiana, and, and now I got I got five grand. I, I felt like I was rich. So I was like, you know, so I signed up for, uh, you know, for six years and uh, my first my first enlistment, and I, I got stationed here after I finished boot camp, a school. Then they I got shipped to California. I was in San Diego. I was actually in North Island. Ah. North Island was my first duty station. North Island. That is like yes. literally right down the road from me. Yes, ma'am. I was San in North Diego Island. is beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's really beautiful. Yeah, that's what I really, I really got a great eye opener. And like everything was like, I mean, I, I was just so many different people and stuff, and cultures and stuff like that. You got an opportunity to travel and stuff, travel a little bit in the world and stuff like that. So it was, it was just. It was it was amazing. I, I I can't say nothing bad about the military. I mean, I, that that's was, it was great. The best, it was the best decision we ever did. Yeah. That's, that's great. Cool. I'm I'm glad to hear that because you know, young eighteen, nineteen, twenty year olds today, you see much more of them going into the military. But for a while there, you didn't see any of it at all for a while. Right. So it's right. good right. to hear. Yeah. Exactly. When they get out, you know, they get out early. And they be mm -hmm. like, "Oh, it wasn't for me." And they get out, and then they and I'm asking them, you know, I, I mentor a lot of a lot of young guys that join the military. And I'm like, "What's your next move?" Yeah. What's next? You know, I mean, you know, um, they don't have a move. They don't have their next move set. So I, that was no reason for me to get out. It was just no reason. You know, I was like, I did six years the first time, and then I signed up for another six years, and then boom, I was at twelve years. For wow. you, what I'm, 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 I'm going to get out for? Yeah. There's nothing else to do. What I'm, what I'm going to do? Go back to New Orleans and do what? Mm -hmm. Do what? Wow. You know, it was nothing. It was. It wasn't nothing else for me back then. So, and then, then I was, I was traveling the world. So it was, it was no reason to. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm glad that you had an amazing military experience. You kind of grew up in the military. I did. I and did. you're still speaking military. You just said yes, ma'am. <laughs> no, you can't help it. You know, you know, you just, just respect. You know, it's not even a part of being, you know, trying to say respect your elders. It's not even that. It's just respect. Hey, 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 hey. Are you calling me your elder? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> You. you can just go on. I'm just saying, you know, people think I'm young because of how I look. I'm not no spring chicken. I'm not no spring chicken either. I'm old. I'm probably older than you. No, I doubt it. I think so. I think so. Oh, oh my gosh. We're going to keep that. We're going to keep that on deaf ears. Then. You know what? On deaf ears, it doesn't matter. I can punch up my name and see exactly how old I am. <laughs> so, let's... They can. They can bring it up. That's right? It's tell. crazy. Oh God, I am. Yeah. They you, can Google. You can right. Google anything <laughs> these days. Google, oh Apple, whatever you're on. Whatever platform. Right. So, Chris, right. um, while you were in the military you experienced something you had never experienced before when you ended up being in the hospital for almost eight right. months happened. of your life. So can this you... After the military. That's the funny part. This happened after the military. So you got out of the military and then you started experiencing symptoms. Would you like to tell us about that? Right. Well, after I, 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 I finished up in Japan, I was in Japan for 10 years. So once I finished up in Japan and then I moved back to this country, I was like, oh, you know, and then um, once I moved back to this country in 2000, and, uh, I want to say 2014. Okay. I moved back to the country. Okay. So, so this once is. I moved back to the country. And then in uh, 2015, I started having these. When I retired, I was done. And I started having something, you know, like this, these experiences in you know, my body was. I was remember I was sitting at my desk just like this, and um, something happened. I don't know what it was. I, I called them out of body, out of body experiences. That's mm -hmm. what I call. Them. Yeah. So, so, so something happened where my whole body, my right side of my body, would freeze up, would lock up, and it would only happen for a few seconds. It was just a few seconds. So I was like, okay. And I look around, just make sure nobody wasn't looking because it was embarrassing. 
Yeah. So I was like, what was that? You know, and, 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 and so that happened. Then uh, a few days later, I'll say, I'll say maybe a week or so later, it happened again. I'll be sitting at my desk just like this, and then my body, just my right side, my left yeah. side will be fine. But my right side will lock up on me, always, my face all the way down on my toes, on my right side only. And I was like, what is that? Like, what is going on? So it didn't, it didn't really scare me. I, I still wouldn't go to the doctor. I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm fine. I'm this big old tough bodybuilder guy. I'm good. I, I'm not going to the hospital. You know, it's fine. So then um, it didn't scare me to the day that I was actually driving on the, on the 210 freeway. Yeah. I was on the 210 freeway, and, um, and it happened again. Now, I'm, I'm right-handed, so I drive with my right hand and my left foot. And I'm on the freeway driving on the And then you can't feel your hand. And all of a sudden, my hands go numb, and my body start locking up. So I'm locked. So I had to grab the steering wheel. I'm I'm driving at top speed, and my body locks up. So I'm trying to have a a, a moment, and I'm trying to control the car. I can still see. I'm trying to control the car, trying not to hit people. And And I was able to. Yeah, go ahead. And get pull over to the side of the road because that's what i'm trying to do yeah this is i mean i could have died right there i could have died this is a moment that i could have this could have ended my life right now so i'm like okay so i end up drive drifting over i didn't hit nobody thank god i didn't hit i didn't have a wreck or nothing like that and i end up getting over to the side of the road to to the medium and i I just took took a few because it scared me so i took a few deep breaths and i was scared and i was like i need i need to go to the doctor i I need to go to the hospital so I, I ended up going to the hospital. I went to the VA. I went to the VA in Long Beach. Okay. I drove down to the VA in Long Beach, and um, and I checked. I, I went to the ER, and I said, I was I was trying to explain to them what what was wrong with me, because I, I couldn't explain it. I never. I don't know what it was, but I couldn't explain it. So I, I said something about chest pains, and as soon as I said that I had chest pains, they they immediately rushed me to the back. They hooked me thinking up you're having a heart attack. They thought I was having a heart attack. That's what they thought. Mm-hmm. So they, they immediately rushed me to the back. And they was like, oh, oh we got and, and the funny thing, I'm going to say this before I continue. I want to say things. I, I, people give the VA a bad rep. You know, they say bad things that the VA don't take care of veterans and stuff like that. And I just want to say this. I've never had one problem with the VA since I've been out the military. I haven't. I have no nothing negative to say about those people, about the VA people, because they they literally they they saved my life. Yeah, they saved my life. They, they, the reason why I'm here right now talking to you is because because I I don't go to a regular doctor. I go straight to the VA. If yeah. something's wrong with me, I go to the VA. All my medication comes from the VA. So I just want to say that. Thank so they, you. They, they Thank you for that. Back. So, so they, yeah, no problem. I just wanted to say I'm tired of people giving the VA a bad rep. That drives me crazy. Unfortunately, I so believe I, that I, people like to give their opinions on things that they don't quite understand. So thank you for clarifying that. I am very happy and proud to say, once again, you served our country for 20 years. You're saying you've had the best experience with the VA hospitals. And they are the ones right. that actually diagnosed you. So let's continue from there. So three months basically is kind of going by before 2015. Right, right. So I, I, then I'm still, in, I'm still. This is all happening in 2015, and I'm, you know, this is months that are going by and stuff. And when I finally went to the VA, they they sent me to the back, like I said, because they thought I was having a heart attack. So they did every 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 test you could think of, an EKG, EEG, MRI, mm-hmm. uh, everything. They they hooked me up to all these machines. I did. Now I'm in the hospital now for you know about three to four days when they did all these tests. So they needed all these tests to come back before they can release me. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm sitting in the hospital bed. I'm laying up in the bed, and I'm like, a doctor come in. I'm like, what's what's going on? The only thing they found out for that first MRI that I had lesions on my brain. Okay. They, they, called, them, they called them spots. Spots. They spots on your brain. That's what they called them, spots. You have spots on your brain. We got to figure out what those spots are. I said, okay, well, let's figure it out. Let's find out what's going on, you know? And yeah. I'm like, let's figure it out. But every other test came back negative. 
every other test except for that MRI. The MRI, they say, okay, you got spots on your brain. So I said, okay, all right, let's figure it out. You know, never in my wildest dream I would have thought it was multiple sclerosis. You know, so uh, so then um, three days go by, I'm still in the hospital, and then they finally. You know, it was it was still nothing coming up. They couldn't figure out what the spots was. I said, you know what? I'm not in jail. Y'all, y'all gotta let me go. I, I gotta go. I can't just sit here and lay in this bed and eat this hospital food until y'all figure it out. Yeah, so yeah. I said, you know, so so they end up releasing me. You know, I had to sign a um, a waiver. Waiver. Yeah, saying that uh, they released me. You know, without the doctor's uh, consent. I said, give me, give me here. I signed it. I sign it. I don't, I don't care. So I, I end up uh, signing it, and then they end up releasing me. And they were like, "Hey, you know, if something happened to you, you know, that's on you, you know." But I'm like, oh, "I'm fine, you know. I'm 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 a tough guy, right?" So um, so anyway, um, I would say maybe uh, another month or so go by. Then all of a sudden, my vision, you know, my which vision, eye, so both or one eye? In my left eye. In my left eye. This is my left eye too. Yeah, my vision went on. So now if I looked at you, I saw two of you. And, and I, the way I describe it, you know those what those lizards that, that has the eyes that they do, do, they, they do this with their eyes? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. You know lizards, right? You, you know what I'm talking about? What's the name of those lizards? I can't think of the name of Geckos? I don't know. The ones with the big eyeballs on the side? Yeah, the eyes. Yeah, they, that, 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 that's, what I, that's what I had. I know somebody probably listening to this can probably tell me what's the name of those lizards. But yeah. That's that's what I saw. So that's that's exactly what I had going on. So I said, you know what? Let me go back to the VA. Let me go back and see what's going on. So here I am driving myself. I drove myself. Vision messed up. So here I am. I got one hand on my eye drive, just like this. Oh my gosh! I'm crazy. Like seriously, I'm crazy. Like this is I'm I'm gone. Uh, oh, somebody posted, it's a, it's a, a what do you say, a calamon, a ca chameleon. It's chameleon. A, that's, <laughs> that's the name of those lizards. Thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. It's a chameleon. That's what, I, that's what I was looking at. It was a chameleon. It's kind of what we feel I'm, like, a chameleon. Our bodies change I'm, constantly. I'm, I'm crazy. Like, I was literally crazy. Like, this is, like, this, I literally didn't think it was serious until, you know, it actually happened. So, um. I'm driving back to the VA, back to Long Beach, with, with my hand on my. I, I, I gotta go figure this out. Yeah. So. Uh, uh huh. Yes, keep going. So it was your eyesight. So, so they, so you get checked back in to the hospital. I check myself back in, and I go to the same neurologist that helped me the first time. It was the same neurologist, and I, I can't remember her name, but I know she was an Asian lady. So I, I'm going talking to her, and I'm explaining to her what's going on. And she's looking at my last charts and my last visit, and she's looking at my MRI. And she was like, wow, you got these spots. She said, you know what? I think you might got multiple sclerosis. I was like, you tripping. You know? I was laughing at her like, you, 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 no. You, you, you lying. Dude, I don't even know what that is. That's exactly what I told her. I don't, I don't even know what that is. So you, you, you're, you're not for real. Yeah. So she said, you know what? I'm going to schedule you for another spinal MRI tap? right now. Oh, an MRI and, and then a spinal, spinal tap. A spinal tap the, a, a day a day later. She, they couldn't do both of them in the same day, so they did the MRI and then they did the spinal tap the next day. So I said, okay, I just do it. So they did the MRI and uh, she got the testes back while I was there, and I had and when she was look, she was comparing them right, and I had more spots on my brain than I did the first one. So they, it was growing. It was growing so fast. That's going fast. Wow. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't doing anything about it. So now we, it's, it's, it's like a virus. So when a virus know that your body's not going to fight it off, guess what's going to do? It's going to attack. It's mm -hmm. going to keep going. Yeah. So that's what it did. It just, it just, just, just took yeah. So now body. it's from okay. your ocular nerve and yes, the whole right side of your body is being attacked. It was gone. Wow. So that, that's what happened. So it literally, uh, literally uh, attacked me and I was like uh, okay um, I, I gotta figure this out and so she was um, she scheduled me the spinal tap the next day and uh, I did the spinal tap at like 8.30 in the morning mm -hmm. and I could say by that evening you had the test I was, result I was, I was in ER I was in ER 
And after that, I was in the hospital for eight months. Did the spinal tap the spinal not tap. heal properly? Because um, so many of us have the spinal tap, and my doctor made right. me stay two days in the hospital because that you can't move after a spinal tap. And most of the time, our spinal taps don't heal, and we're and we're dripping the fluid, and you get the massive headaches. Did you have any of that happening? And the vomiting and everything going on with the spinal right. tap. Yeah. Right, right, right. It like my spinal tap. So it didn't heal. So you were suffering from losing spinal fluid, plus your MS was attacking you rapidly at a fast pace. Yeah. It definitely, it, it took off. Scary. It just took off. It took off, and I was like, oh my God, this, this is the worst. Yeah. I don't wish that on my worst as I, it was the worst thing that ever happened. Yeah, I don't wish that on any, I don't wish multiple sclerosis on anybody, even no matter oh, how early you are or how advanced you are. This is a disease that truly is the phrase, and you know the phrase, you don't get it until you get it. Right. It's a hard disease yeah. to explain. It's a hard disease it's to really, tell people really really what we're feeling, what we're going through, and how hard it is to diagnose. MS can't be diagnosed through blood work. MS cannot be diagnosed through, you know, a CT scan. It has to be a brain MRI and a spinal tap. And then consistently, you have to have your brain MRIs every year to see how the lesions are growing. Are they stable? Are they right, moving? Right, right. Um, you know, for three years straight, mine just kept progressing, progressing, progressing. So you not only were in the hospital for eight months straight, rehabilitating, moving forward. How was that to you? I mean, you were like, free running the country for 20 years in the military moving around and now here you are being told you have multiple sclerosis then you have to learn about the disease and you're stuck in a hospital bed for eight months yeah it was, it was the worst experience of my life i can literally tell you that it was definitely uh i'm literally laying in the bed like asking myself this, this is it this, this am i going to die yeah yeah, it's, it's just the rest of my life. This can't be the rest of my life. You know, like I got, I got kids. You know, I got little kids. Like, you know, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, how I'm gonna, you know, get up to play with my children, you know, my boys, mm -hmm. just be a father and stuff like that. I was like, this can't be the rest of my life. This can't. I'm married, man in the bed, telling myself that, and I, I, I this, this can't be it. You know, and then. Um, I remember I couldn't even get up to go use the restroom. I couldn't even walk. I couldn't. I couldn't do nothing for myself. I couldn't bathe myself. I know. It was just, it's scary. Like, this can't be the rest of my life right now. This, 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 this cannot be it. I mean, I'm football player, military, powerlifter, bodybuilder. I'm like this. This can't. This. This can't be it. And you're powerless. Yeah, that's all. You're powerless. You have no control over this disease. None of us do. I couldn't even control my body. And no. I'm so used to being in control of my body and eating right. Doing, and I'm a guy, I, I couldn't blame it on, on, on drugs or alcohol because I, I've never smoked a cigarette a day in my life. Yeah. I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never drank alcohol a day in my life. Any any of my friends can contest with that. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do nothing. And it's, it's extremely, yeah. So, I don't know how I got it. I don't know how I got this. I, you know, honestly, there is no answers of why we get this disease. There's no, there's um, I, on my personal behalf, and other people that I've talked to, I believe it's genetic. They have not connected that together, but the only reason why I believe it's genetic is because. When I was born, my my both of my parents on both sides had multiple brothers and sisters. So on my dad's side, my aunt um, had a son, two sons, and one of them was diagnosed very early in life at 20 and passed away at 22. The disease moved rapidly and ended up killing him with multiple sclerosis. 
because of multiple sclerosis. Yes. Um, very young life. I actually write about him in my book. There's a special page dedicated to my cousin, Nick. Um, and there wasn't a lot of research back then. And they, you know, no one really knew what MS was. And then on my mother's side of the family, my mother's brother had three daughters and my cousin Stacy has multiple sclerosis and she's about 10 years younger than me and she's been paralyzed, has lost her eyesight, has had strokes, has been down and out for months, but now she's found a way to fight back. And she, you know, because of the stroke, she's kind of a little bit behind, but she's fighting like you and I are. I got diagnosed in 2012 after 20 years of living with the symptoms and thinking I was going to go out of my mind and thinking my husband, you know, and my family would be better off without me. Um, And thinking I was going to be put into a mental hospital because I knew the symptoms were there. I knew something was wrong and I kept going to doctor after doctor after doctor, but everyone kept saying, you're young, you're... You're a businesswoman before this. You were traveling all the time. Now you're a stressed out mom. Take a Xanax. That's what I kept hearing for over 20 years until finally I collapsed and I was completely paralyzed. Could not control anything. So with that being said, it's difficult to diagnose the disease. Today there is much more technology, which I am so happy for because... When you finally have the symptoms, people are aware of it's your eyesight, it's one part of your body, it's going numb, it's the speech, it's the ability of, to not be able to do anything for yourself. And you can't see it. You look incredible today and you're a professional bodybuilder. You know, I'm a mom and a career, you know, a career woman now. I'm moving my career into a different direction. And but this is what they see. They see you looking extremely healthy. I look healthy and normal. They don't see the horror part. But they They don't don't see see the horror part of the disease. And they don't see it because it's in our brain. And it's our own white blood cells having a damn party up there. And, you know, they're partying. They're chewing away. Right? You said it's just right. They're having a party. They are having a party. And it's over Three million and counting around the world today of all of us living with this horrible disease, multiple sclerosis, and we are all different. Not all of us have the exact same lesions or scars. Not all of us go through the same thing, but we have all experienced the same thing one time or another. Right. Right? You're right. So with that being said, I'm so impressed with you. That you eight months, twenty year career, you know, strong man. Like this is not going to take me down. So after you were diagnosed, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. you you changed I, I your remember, food. I remember the day when I I made the switch in my mind. Yep. I I, I literally remember that that night in the bed. I remember laying in the hospital, and I remember calling because I had to go. I had to get up to go use the restroom. So I remember, uh, and I needed help. So this was, it was late, you know, you know how you, you gotta use the restroom at night, you gotta get up to go use the restroom like when, when you're sleeping or whatever. So I remember waking up out of my sleep and I remember I said, I gotta go. And I remember trying to get up on my own to go get it and I remember I couldn't do it. My body just would not allow me to do nothing on my own at this time. Mm-hmm. So I remember, you know, you have to look clicker. You can click the button to ask for help, you need help, right? Yeah. So I remember clicking the button. Nobody came. And I know it's. I remember. I remember being in the hospital, and I know to my, you know, so I go out the door of my room, and right to the left there should be somebody right there. Yeah. There should be somebody there, that overnight to to help us us patients, right? So I remember clicking. Nobody come. I remember clicking again. Nobody come. So I remember my door was slightly cracked, so I could see the light coming in. So I remember screaming, "Hey, I got to use the I'm saying it loud. Hey, I need some help. I got these restrooms. Nobody came. Nobody came. So what'd you do? So I remember getting up to try to go. I said, I, I'm not gonna sit here and use the restroom in the bed. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm over this. So I tried to get up 
um, when I got up, boom, I had a seizure right there. Oh. Yeah, I, I remember waking up off the floor. I had a seizure right on the floor. I remember just dropping, collapsing. I, I, I remember blacking out. That's what I remember. And I remember uh, when I when I woke up, I was I was waking up to somebody helping me up off the floor. That's that's what I remember. And that's when my mind clicked to like, you know what? Ain't nobody gonna help you. Ain't nobody gonna help you. Nobody's gonna help you. Nobody's gonna come to your aid. You gotta help That's you. You gotta get yourself in the right mindset and That's it. I changed my mindset right then. Mm -hmm. That's when I changed it, right then. Right then. After okay. that seizure, after literally I woke up in my own I hate to excuse my I woke up in my own urine. Mm -hmm. You know, because I end up using a wreck of my body. Once you have a seizure, you lose all the body body. Yeah, I know how that feels. So yeah. So I, I remember, you know, waking up on the floor. You know, side of my face hurting because I must have hit something, you know, and um, yeah, yeah, I changed my mindset right there. So, said, you know what, I got to do this on my own. Yeah, and in your write-up on your in, on your website, you talk about changing your food diet and yes. trying to figure out what the triggers were and what was causing the issues or reliving like okay when this happened this is what i had done and going forward right. so changing your food was definitely a key for you to help you move forward a big, big big difference and with me being a, a registered dietitian registered nutritionist i do my own plans i do my own diet so that that was a big plus right there so i literally had to go back and educate myself about mm -hmm. food and so I went back to my old books and started reading books again, and I started reading, um, reading uh, the like uh, inflammatory foods and what you can't, what you should and should exactly. not eat. Yeah. Yes, 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 exactly. So I started, you know, wanting to read about that and learning, re-educating yeah. myself because this is all new. This is foreign to me. Yeah. You know, yeah, I know how to eat. I know I knew how to eat. I knew how to create diets, but now I got to do it a different way. You know, for people with autoimmune deficiency. So I started reading about that mm -hmm. and learning. So then I started applying it to myself. And, and, and that's how uh, once I finally got out the military. I got, got out the hospital. Mm -hmm. My body started coming back, you know, I, and I'm walking, walking on my own. Everything started coming back. And then I said, you know what, let me, let me go back to the gym. Let me try to go back to the gym. And I haven't been in the gym in about almost, you know, almost a year, almost a year now. Wow. I haven't been in the gym, haven't lift weights, haven't done nothing. I said, let me try to go back go to back. the gym and, and do something, something active. Because by then I had gained this massive amount of weight. I was, I was big, man. I was very uncomfortable with myself. I was almost 300 pounds. Very but when like, you can't move, when you can't move, that's what happens. Right. Everything right. slows down and the disease slows continues down. to take over and destroy you. Mentally, physically, yeah. emotionally, you name right. it. So you're back in the gym. You're feeling good. And right. Chris, I, I, I go through your Instagram and I'm just like, Oh my god. Like, dude. Same here. Same dude. here. Dude. I'll, I'll, I'll be checking you out. I'll be seeing you. I'll be seeing you. I said, look at her showing out. She'll be showing out. Oh my god. So, getting back, getting that positive feeling. You're in the gym. It feels good. You've changed your diet. You're moving forward. And you won. Your first bodybuilding. It was tough. It wasn't easy. I, I remember. Um, Did you suffer pain remember, while you times. were while you were training? Not the pain of like yeah, training, a, working I, out I pain. In the gym. In the gym. I woke up in the ambulance. Oh my gosh! When was this? When did this happen? Yeah, that was crazy. I was in the gym and I was you know getting in my little groove, lifting, and all of a sudden, uh, one of the guys said, "I just, I just fell out." I just fell out and fell on the floor, and next thing you know, you know how to, you know you're in a public gym. They call the ambulance. They come get you. Yeah, no, because they don't know. Ambulance. They don't know you have a mask. No. They just see you like big boy going down, like tree, like boom. That's, That's it. So they're like, "Oh my god, what is wrong with this guy?" Oh my gosh, so, um, so scary. So, um, 
woke up in the ambulance and uh and uh and I remember I had a relapse and then uh, then so I had I had two relapses you know I had two to okay. be honest in three hours I remember having another one and then the the second one I had I remember you know a few weeks later I came back to the gym and I remember people asking me why are you back why are you back here because they don't understand that it's easy to give up. They don't get it. Like, I, I, you know, like it's easy to give up. That's easy to be like, oh, get this. I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. I'm glad That's you easy. said that. That's easy, bro. That it's yeah. easier to give up. It, it absolutely one million of trillion of however the big yeah. number is, it is easier to give up than it is to fight this unseen phantom beast that keeps wanting to take us down and yeah, unless right and unless yes, you they don't understand how hard it is for me to sometimes just get out of bed i got a i got a whole thing to go through that i go through just to even start lifting i have to do a lot of stuff i have to do a bunch of stuff just to start lifting but i, I do it every day and i have some great workouts yeah. I have some bad days. Some days are good. Some days are bad. But you know, you, the most important part is for me to still compete. What I love about competing is that I do this with disability. They don't. So when I beat them, it's just that much sweeter. Let's talk about that. So the first time you went back and you're training and you're training with a disease that wants to take you down and knocked you out in the middle of the right. gym. You're back in the hospital, and then you're back in the gym, and people are looking at you like, dude. And you're like, in your own mindset, I'm, I don't care. It's not taking me down. I have a mission. I want to be training. I want to be a professional bodybuilder. And you did it. How did that feel the day that you won? I mean, I remember February, February the 2nd. I, I marked on my calendar that I'm going to compete again. February the 2nd of 2017? 2018. 18. February 2nd, okay. 2018. Yes. February 2nd, 2018. I remember I was 293 pounds because I started weighing myself. And I said, I'm, I'm going to compete again. And I remember telling people, I'm going to compete again. Mm -hmm. They looked at me with a smile like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 you know, this you, you the guy that just fainted in the gym. You know, okay, great. So I remember doing my first leg day because I love training legs. I, I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorites. That's actually what what workout. was one of my favorites. I love leg day, but yeah, I love leg day. I, I train legs twice a week. I, I love it. Legs and glutes. I, I train them twice a week. I don't care. I think everybody so loves I it. Doing legs. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So I, I remember we, I hit legs, and then it was a great leg day. It was like amazing. I wasn't it wasn't heavy. It was just something, uh, you know, something for me to get the blood flow. And I remember saying, "I'm, I'm gonna compete." And I and I and uh, so I, I started. I did my diet February second of 2018. I remember stepping on stage August the 19th of 2018 and I ended up winning that show how did I mean you went in with determination you went in with a actual disability that nobody else had in that competition did anybody know that you had MS while you were right, on a stage people, a lot of people knew and uh, um, I remember doing a a, um, a few a few podcasts and stuff mm -hmm. talking about how I was going to you know you know, because a lot of people didn't, didn't, you know, project me to do well. You know, they, they didn't think I was going to do well in the show because these, are, you know, these guys have been competing for a long time. Yeah. I have too. I started competing back in 2007, so I knew, you know, how to get my body ready, but not with this. Not with the disease. Not with this. Yeah. Right. So this is, this is a whole new, whole new, ain't no avenue for me. So I, I remember, um, you know, I remember, you know, I. But I knew, I knew that it meant more to me now. Now it means more to me. Like every rep, every meal, every every cardio session I did, it meant more to me than just the normal, a normal show. 
So I put everything I had into that show. And I remember, I remember, like I said, I was 293 pounds when I started my diet. I stepped on stage seven months later at 198 pounds. Wow. With like three, with like three percent body fat. Well, yeah, I saw it. You're like ripped to shreds. You're like the Terminator. You, literally. I mean, I hope you have those photos blown up bigger than you around your house. <laughs> so when your boys grow up, yeah, when your boys grow up, they can be like, that's my dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they, that's what my baby does. My son, he's six years old. Yeah. He don't even say that I was, you know, he don't even know about the military. He just say, that's my dad, he's a bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah. That's how you introduce me. Oh. I'm like, more than just a bodybuilder. But, you know, that's, that's all you know. Yeah, that's so, that's, that's what he um, that's great, because he's proud of you. He's, I, I'm proud of you. I am proud of every single MS warrior in the world. If I have not met you yet, I will find you. You know me. I'm always out there hunting. I am hunting for multiple sclerosis people every single day. And if I haven't found you yet, I will find you. <laughs> As you do. You do. You found us. I tell you that. You do. And it's, and it's so crazy. You know, when I started my uh, IG, I started my IG in, in, in 2018. I didn't have Instagram before mm -hmm. 2018. And it just it just took off. Yeah. It took off. I did not know that it was this many MS warriors out here. I did not know nothing about. We're it. all around the world. They're all over the world, and people. All like, over. You know, and when I did my my first TV show, I did a TV show. You did the doctors. doctors. Right. You're on the and, doctors. And, and yeah. It really took off. It really took off. When that show that show went viral, it went viral, and I was like, wow, I did not know that. You know, it's so many, you know, like I hear there's people in the audience because they do a live taping. Mm -hmm. There's people in the audience wanting to meet me after the show and just talk to me and shake my hand. I, so if you walk me, oh, my sister got MS. Oh, my mama has MS. Oh, my God. Uh -huh. And this guy rolled up to me in a wheelchair. He had MS. Like, I don't know how you're doing it. I, I can't even walk. And you're, you know, you walking and, and all that. It's, it's just... It just makes you so, so humble, and so you know it makes me. Uh, I, I just I love this man. I, I love it. You know, just to be able to to be around this many people. It's, we have like a little a little small community. We're not small. We're we are a small. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but we are like a. Yeah. We are the biggest family there is. We are MS brothers and sisters around the world and I am proud to always find somebody and send them that letter and introduce myself and tell them my half of the story and if they end up reading my book then they know the entire story the ups the downs the depression the you know anxiety the suicidal thoughts that everything this disease does to us and the destruction of people around you. You lose friends. Sometimes your family even walks away from you. I've been blessed yeah, and my family much, has... too much for them to handle. It is too much um, because right. you can't see it. And it's that's the worst part. If we could put a Band-Aid around our brain that said MS, then maybe all of these things would come forth. But this is why we have this. This is why we unite and we unite strong and your story connects with so many people and when they hear that you served our country 20 straight years you got this horrible disease that took you down harder than having you know a brawl wherever with an actual yeah, I human. Would, I would have rather broke my leg or something like that, doing some squats or something. And then go right? And we have no control. We have no control. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing that I say we have control over is making sure our voice is heard. Also, speaking right. with your neurologist and everything new that has been occurring, you need to let them know. Two, really learn how to read your brain MRI yourself. Get a copy of your disc. 
look at your brain MRI. I know it's like millions of splices to go at, but when you get your second MRI, you start to learn, oh, I never saw that lesion before. Bring it up to your doctor. Is this new? Was it there? Did it get bigger? Is this why I'm having these like new side effects? So becoming your best advocate, which you did, you went back to what you studied, nutrition, retraining, moving forward. I am constantly like, tell those doctors, this. I'm not leaving here till you do the right tests. Something else is wrong with me. Is it my MS or is it something else? Keep a journal. I do. Um, and you're your best advocate. Because you, like you said, yeah, nobody was going to come. You gotta, you gotta learn the signs of what's happening, and right. then sometimes. And I was told that, you know, I was even told that working out is not good for you. Like stressing your body is not good. For you. Well, yeah, I, I trained for five years straight. Else, but for me, it helps me. Mm-hmm. And it's it true. Helps. Some people say over, over, overheating your body, overheating your body is not. Good. I think that comes. Yeah. You know, I think that is part of really the more research I do on my own brain and speaking with my neurologists and my doctors and hearing from other people's stories. I think it's where your lesions are that is why we are all completely different as to some people can work out some people can't when i first got diagnosed i was like two years to figure out the disease then i went into bodybuilding and training for five years straight consistently best shape of my life even before babies best shape of my life and then traveled the world over the summer I came home and completely paralyzed again, three more times, down and out, and tried to go back to the gym, and every time I tried, and every time I tried to box again, I would have the worst symptoms, and I would go back into relapse. Then the brain MRI showed I had new lesions on that part of my brain that controlled the muscle and the muscle memory. So these are all right. the things that we're all still learning. The doctors are still learning. Right. Nobody has real answers as to why. But right. the best part right. is you took your life in control. You control what you do and what works for you. Right. I control that's what right. I do and, what, and what works for me. Yeah, we are not one right. size fits all. And that's the one thing I always yeah. say. The world is not one size fits all. The disease, any disease is not one size fits all. We all have completely different DNA and it's up to us to be our best advocate. And that's what you did. You became your best advocate and you fought that disease and you fight it every single day. But it doesn't mean because you look incredible. Yeah, you're still here. Yeah, that's why I call mine the phantom because phantom you can't see like him it. or her yes, or whatever it is. Yeah. It, it's an whatever. it. Oh, I don't like those days, but those days, those days, you know what I do? I What's blast that? the music, happy music, I dance. And I force my brain to go to the other side. I did an entire video about this, and it's called retraining and tapping into your brain. And um, I bought actually this game. It's called Chit Chat, and this is an amazing game because it works both sides of your brain, right and left, creative and you know auditorio to whatever. Best game ever. It's a tiny little game like this called Chit Chat. And okay. you pull any card and it will work both sides of your brain. Amazing game, right? It wasn't designed for MS. It was designed to have conversation right, right, right. to teach your kids how to like ask a question. But mm. this is amazing. So I'm gonna play this game with you right now because I have no idea what's gonna be pulled out of the deck. And let's see how quick okay. your response okay. is. So, all right, here we go. Before we like, we've got like 
three minutes left, if not that, and I don't want to like lose this chance. Okay, I'm with you. Because you are incredible. So now I get to like play the brain game with you. And okay, this I'll is really something every MSR needs to do. If I could like find this game and buy millions of them, I'd send it out around the world. All right, <laughs> pick from right, left, or middle. Okay, I'm always I'm always lefty, so You're, pick from the left. My left? This is my left. Your left. Okay. Yes. All right, so I got a pile here. I'm closing my eyes. I cannot see. It's not a trick. All right, here we go. Okay. All right, it says, what advice would you like to ask a happy, successful, 85-year-old person? There we go. Okay, what I would like to ask. Okay. If you came across someone 85 years old in the street, what would you ask them? My biggest question I would like to ask somebody that's happy 85 or lived their life. I would love to ask like somebody like that, like investment questions. Oh, I like that. I'm very huge on investments because now I'm at a point in my life that I I focus on my, my children. It's not about me no more. Where are you going to move about, forward? It's about moving forward and longevity of having wealth. Wow. For my children. So Is I always it? tell people all the time, I say this all the time, I hustle for my last name, not my first. I like that. It's always, it's all about my last name. That is perfect. So if anybody that's, that's 85 that want to sit down with me and talk about investments and stuff like that and, and, and you know, work. You know, what can we talk about and stuff like that? And where can I put my money? Just, just, I just want to do it. How, isn't it kind of weird that I just picked that, mat I just pulled that out of the hat? I'm telling you. Okay, let's do this again. I, that, that's me. We, I love that. And that is amazing advice. Thank you for that. Yes. Okay, one more time before right. we get cut off. Hey, we can play this game all day. <laughs> Let's, let's stick to the left side again. Stick, stick to, to the, the left. left. Okay, to the left, to the left. Isn't that a song? Uh, That's a song by Beyonce, right? To the left. <laughs> All right, I'm going to pull a card. Eyes are closed. I love this part. Okay, here we go. All right. This one says, if you were a doctor, which speciality would you choose? If I was a doctor, what would be my specialty? Hmm. If I was a doctor, what would be my specialty? That is a good one. Okay, if I was a doctor... We got like probably, 13 seconds left. I would be a... Um, I'm a children's doctor. I would like to do... Uh, yeah, I would love to help children. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Call it a, a pediatric. pediatric doctor, or you could even be, yeah, pediatric. I mean, there's so many children yeah. doctors out there today. We need psychiatrists right. for young children, right. um, physical therapists. We need pediatric right. doctors. We need um, analyzation doctors. We need bone right. doctors. I would, to, I would love to do pediatric, no, pediatric, pediatric, pediatric. Pediatrician. Pediatrician. Yeah. I love that. So this is the best part of my interview is the end playing chit chat because I get to know things about you that are not published and it's this quick response of right. I have to pull that from my brain and you weren't ready for it. Right. This is the best game. Everybody. I, I love it. If you are looking, it's called Chit Chat. I don't get paid for this. It's just Chit Chat and it's just random questions. But what this has done for me, living with multiple sclerosis, is it makes my brain fire both sides. Kind of like bodybuilding. Not only are you lifting weights, you have to think about proportion, standing, stance, movement. That's why it's working for you. When muscle, you're not muscle control, muscle control. Um, being a writer, you have to 
imagine put your place in that spot or if you're writing a true story you have to dig deep and pull all that out and so now you're raising right. more emotion and stress and anxiety but you're having to put it on paper so you're working both parts of the brain again and that's the key to killing well we can't kill MS but that's the part and the key that I believe is not taught to us as MS patients mm. stimulate your mind you got to constantly stimulate it. And I know when this part of my body is being attacked, I focus on this part of the body. So if I can't, if my face is kind of going down because it, I can't feel it and it's not working or my speech isn't going, then I'll start tapping my legs and moving my legs. Okay. Or I'll be like, oh, hey, oh, and like trying to like reach and touch and touch certain fabrics. Or I go outside and I smell a tree or I walk up to a plant, or I pet my dog and he calms me down. But whenever those attacks are happening, like if you really start to think about it, that part of the brain's being eaten, right? They're going to town. They're having a big old party up there. Those little white guys, I don't know what color they are actually, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how you do it, I like that. And they somebody, you know, they somebody some color. We gotta figure that out. What color are they? <laughs> yes, I don't know. When you find out, if you find out, you let me know, and I'll do the same. I uh, absolutely. But you know what it is? They're they're like a frat house and a whatever the girls thing is called in college sorority, and they're partying on our brains, and we gotta. We gotta stop that party like parents and we gotta like move to the other side and train our brain to rethink and regrow and remove what's happening to us. And that is one thing that I've noticed that we have not learned and I had to learn that on my own. So That's good, man. I mean you just taught me something. Well, you taught me a whole lot today, and I am honored to call you my brother. I am honored to say thank you for serving our country. I'm honored to say, you know, you are an amazing light for our community, our family of multiple sclerosis. Today was a great day. I got to interview two amazing MS warriors. And tomorrow is Multiple Sclerosis Awareness Day, year, for the month. Yeah, for the world. For the month, you're right. Yeah. And um, it was overshadowed in March because of everything going on with the coronavirus. And we got a couple of seconds left. But tomorrow, Multiple Sclerosis World MS Awareness Day. All of you, stand strong, pick us up, share our stories. Let's keep fighting. And together, we are going to... I appreciate you. Thank you so much. You're amazing. I appreciate it. Keep shining that beautiful light. Keep shining those... And keep showing off those those muscles on that Instagram of yours. I got to compete again here again in November. I can't wait. Is it going to be here in California? Where are you competing? It's in in, in Miami. In Miami. Ah. Yes. Get to travel a little bit. Maybe my book tour will be ready then, and I'll be in Miami. If I am, I'm going to find okay. out where you are and come Good. give you... I'm, I'm going to keep you posted. I'll keep you posted. Yeah. I'm actually dieting right now, so I'm, 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 I'm about to uh, eat again, and then I'm going to go train. I got to train back today. So. Okay. Well, Luckily, I got I got a gym here at my house. So yeah. I, really on my I know my husband right and now. the boys have been training nonstop since, since COVID, and um, our entire garage is a massive gym now um i haven't been in there though i've been too busy doing interviews and scheduling and research and uh, all of my reaching out i I appreciate it you know my 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 wife she uh she helps to me with my uh, training and my dieting she gets my meals ready so that's incredible she's super wonderful i appreciate it well, we love you, and um, you. I you am. Do. I love you too. I appreciate what you do, and I, I tell you, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, and All right. we will stay in touch. And yes, we're not going to have to do. Husband. You know, he can hit me up. Tell him I said hello, and tell him I said keep training. Maybe one day we'll train together. Maybe one day you guys will be training together. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, thank it. you, everyone. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Just let's see.
interview with Chris Dunbar. During my whole interview, he's over there flailing around, and he ends up on the floor. Uh, okay, I just lost a whole nother interview. The frick is up with Instagram today. Okay, Chris has showed up, although his head's chopped off on my, well, that's not cool. So why isn't Amber, why isn't Brits showing up? <laughs> 